Greetings, everybody. This is I am Young Penitent, and welcome to my Icon Corner. As you can see, I have here with me Subdeacon John, and this is a continuation of our series, the X Files series. And I'm bringing on people who have prominent accounts on X, which is also known as Twitter. So, welcome to my channel, Subdeacon John. Hello. Thank you. So uh, generally what we do is we ask our guests, we let our guests introduce themselves. So how would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, well, I, by my name, uh, I'm a subdeacon in the Orthodox Church. I actually, there, there's something I think in the description was a little off. Oh. I, I, belo I, I belong to Akrod. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, not Rokor. Oh, I thought you were. You should have. You should have notified me about that. You, you know, I just noticed it. I apologize. Oh, okay, I can change cause, that. Because somebody, somebody texted me about a, a looking for a wife. Because that was in the description. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I went. I went and looked. I read. I said, Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I didn't even see the description until like right before this. Oh, I'm sorry. I think, uh, well, I've seen you post that a couple times about that. Like, you were like something about, oh, you were going to get married and then uh, it fell through or something? Yes, yes. I, well, once once we get into this um, in interview, Vanny's uh, last three years, like, my, like right, at, right after... Uh, coming into the Orthodox Church, being chrismated and everything. It just, I mean, oh my goodness. You wouldn't believe the things I've been through to get where I'm at today. Well, I want to hear all about it. Um, okay. <laughs> so, but first, okay, let's get this out of the way. What exactly is Akrod? What does that mean? Um, what is that? Um, Amer American Carpatho Russian orthodox church okay okay good good okay i was i was afraid you're gonna say you were like some there's something else that you that you were like in some schismatic body i was afraid you were gonna say no 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 <laughs> what is the one there's like something that starts with an a there's one that i don't know what it is but there is one out there that's like yeah, I try to keep the, my guests. Uh, I try to get Orthodox guests on. I prefer to. That's. Uh, oh direct. right, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. No, we're we're not a schismatic, and our our patriarch is uh, Patriarch Bartholomew. So he's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll change that in the description. Um, so I want to hear all about this uh, crazy three years, but. Uh, why don't we just start with your background a little bit? Like uh, you mentioned coming into the church, getting chrismated. Uh, I mean, tell me, tell me about all that. Okay. So um, my background, my history, uh, I, I grew up, I started going to a Baptist church in my teen years. And then later on in my adult life, I was attending um, different non-denominational churches, charismatic churches, evangelical churches, just different ones. And um, I had I had a had a completely different experience there than I have here. So I would be in these churches and, you know, 
the emotion would be there. I would be crying. Yes, Jesus, you know, I, I'm never going to sin again. All this stuff, just high, uh, this high emotional state, right? It was pure emotion. Sure. And, and um, you know, that's on Sunday. And then, you know, emotions can be very fickle. And, and then when I wasn't feeling that elation, then things were different. It, mm -hmm. Like I, like I like to say, you know, on Sunday I was a Baptist, but then the rest of the week I don't know what I was. But with the Orthodox, I'm Orthodox 24/7. There's been a huge difference, right? Right, right. So I I, I went through this huge I, I this huge soul searching because I'm like, okay, why are things like this? Why do why am I so on fire on Sunday more Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon? And, and then I become this different person. What is going on here? And I never understood it. And one day, I, I met this guy who ran away from Russia. He was with uh, Cirque du Soleil. And he stayed here when Cirque du Soleil went back. And we met, we become friends. And he said, hey, why don't you come to church with me? I said, all right. Uh, what church do you go to? And he said, uh, St. Nectarios Orthodox Church. I went, Orthodox? What's that? <laughs> it was, you know, it was, I knew Catholic and I knew, I, well, I mean, Roman Catholic, I knew, and Protestant. That's it. I didn't even know this existed, honestly. Sure. I, I, since coming into it, I've heard people say it's America's best kept secret. And I kind of like, wow, I, you know, so many people don't know. Well, that used to be true. Less, It's becoming less so, you know, these days. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My church is an example of that, and I'm sure we'll get to that. But uh, but I, 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 to be honest with you, that was about uh, before I returned to the Orthodox Church. There was pro He brought me here and it was probably three or years past before I came back. Right. Mm -hmm. So the way that happened. Is. I was going through a really dry spell in my life. Like I, I was searching. I was like, man, I want to go back to church, you know? And then the Orthodox, when I visited here, this came back to my mind when I wanted to go to church. And I said, yeah, but, but I didn't feel anything. Now, th this is going to sound worse than, than what my intention is. But, but when that thought came to mind, I said, wait a minute, that's it. I didn't feel anything. And I said, I'm going back to the Orthodox Church. And, and what, what I meant by I didn't feel anything is I wasn't driven by emotion when I came. Mm. And repentance is a change of mind, right? So I realized it don't matter how I feel. The way I feel, you can throw that out the door. It doesn't matter. How, truth is truth. No matter where my emotions are on that on that sea, on that ocean with the waves and all that, it truth is truth, right? And that is what did it for me. Then when I come back here, there's a completely different priest. And he, he his name's Father Dimitri. He's he's my spiritual father. So um, he had just came here as well. He, he started in a row court church actually. Oh, okay. Um, and he's Greek. So, <laughs> so he was in an all Russian church and, you know, it's kind of neat, but anyway, uh, 
So I came here and, and just I want to I want to throw a little something in with that as well. So my son had just started going to church and um, he went to this this church with a huge youth group and they have their youth group parties and, you know, they're doing all that. And then after I got here, I was asked, well, what about your son? You know, you know, is he interested or whatever? And in my mind, I was like, how am I going to pull him away from that? They've got all the bells and whistles and trappings mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I said, how, what, what, I, I got to figure out what to do. Then when my, when I told my son, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to this Orthodox church. He's like, really? He's like, I, I want to go. And he came here and then left out. I mean, boom, he was here and, and he, uh, he was taught sort of reader, uh, couple years ago so he's oh wow <laughs> yeah so it, it all worked you, out good man you know how do you explain that that he just you know jumped at the at the opportunity well he see he told me that okay so so my son has autism but he's he's he's, he's high functioning he's got high functioning autism yeah. and and he told me he's like dad he goes he goes i all could Okay, let me back up a little bit. So he he always had it put into his head by others that God isn't real, the Bible's fake, all that stuff. He goes, Dad, I've always said to myself, if I ever become Christian, I'm going to become Orthodox. My son knew about Orthodox even, you know, before me. (laughs) And uh, I I, I came to the church before him, but he knew about it before me. Hmm. So... So that's how that worked. It was great. I loved it. I was like, thank you, God, you know? Okay. Wow. How old is your son now? Uh, well, he just turned 19. But um, see, the thing is, is when he when he turned 13, um, his mom passed away. Uh, she had just turned 40, and she had cancer. So I was um, – I, I, I raised him on my own, you know, for – from then till now. And I, you know, I've been a single father this whole time. Mm. And I, I was kind of, I didn't want to push my son into anything because he lost his mother, you know? So it just, it, it just all fell together. I mean, I was so thankful because I, I honestly thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go to war spiritually uh, because this church is so fun that he's going to. You right. Know? right. <laughs> but he's like, no, he's like, this is what I want. And I went, okay. <laughs> so cool. it worked out. Um, and you got where are you? So you I like the background you've got. It looks like you're actually broadcasting broadcasting from church. I I am. I what is see I'm I'm kind of the uh I I mean I, I'm I'm on the church council and you know I'm a subdeacon and and I'm also kind of the, uh, the the caretaker, you know. I, I I clean after liturgies and stuff like that. We had a liturgy today. Oh. We have liturgy a lot. So. <laughs> what was the what um, was there an occasion or or do you yes. do it every week? What? Okay. Oh my gosh. This is uh, I. Uh, oh, why I'm this is skipping my brain. Saint. Um, our Metropolitan is his name day, Saint. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, I, it skipped in my mind. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's but my, my, my our our Metropolitan's name day. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So so we had liturgy today. So 
All right. And so you found the church, you entered the church, um, and you've been on Twitter this whole time, right? Like, Yes. Many, many ups and downs on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of new. I'm kind of new to, to well, X, I guess now. X, um, yes. It's X. Yeah. It's hard for me to call it X. <laughs> right. It's kind of, we'll get, I guess we'll get used to it. But, uh, um, so you didn't like, you don't happen to know anything about these, uh, this tunnel, these tunnels, do you? What, the, the, what in New York? Yeah. Do you, oh, know the, boy. <laughs> do you know the scoop with that? I know the what? The scoop. Like, what is that all about? Do you know? Look, I, I, I don't know. No. I, yeah, I it's, it's awful so, suspicious. That's all I'm gonna say. So, <laughs> well, brother Nathaniel was supposed to go on to uh, the inf information wars today to explain that, and then Alex Jones backed out of it. He said, "Oh, um, we're overbooked. We can't have you on." So that of was course. kind of strange. he would have been the perfect person to explain it. I'm kind of disappointed, but. Yeah, probably after that last interview he had with uh, Brother Nathaniel, um, he was probably told by some people behind the scenes, "Don't do that again." I'm sure. Right, but he yeah. booked him. He did. He he had he had him booked. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, right, right. Yeah, so he got the apparently he got the calls. What people are saying. So that's too bad. Um, I know that you had a. So this is a number of months ago, there's some sort of debacle that you had on Twitter. Do you mind talking about that? I don't remember exactly what the details were, but somebody like got upset at something you had tweeted and then they contacted your, the church authorities or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's the thing I, I can, I, I can honestly only get so much into that. Um, oh. But yeah, so Something was said, and I to this day I don't know. Um, I, I had screenshots of the whole thing, and I was asking them, you know, what did I do? If you would tell me, I will I will apologize to you, because he said that he was a a priest from our from Akrod. He said he was a priest, but apparently he's retired, hmm. and I offended him somehow. And I don't know how I offended him. I repeatedly asked, how did I offend you? And something happened. And I, he, he wasn't too happy with me. And I, I honestly couldn't figure it out. Many people couldn't figure it out. So, you know, the, it was best just to let it go. Um, you know, God bless him. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what I did, but somehow I offended him. You know, we we've read the thread over and over and over again, and, and can't hmm. can't figure out what it was. You know, and did, but did, did, go ahead. No, you. you but but what, what 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 caused me to respond initially was I was tagged in a post by somebody that we weren't mutuals. I was tagged, and he tagged me, so I go over to to see what's this about. You know. And I commented on it, and, and he didn't have father in his name. He didn't have that he was a priest. He was just some guy, as far as I was concerned, you know. And and that's that's how it all happened. And then, but but what were the repercussions? Like, they, did they contact your bishop? 
or yeah and my priest yes and yes. your priest and yes. and you were like a, you were going to abandon your your uh you like you wrote something like oh i'm going to give up the, the my pursuit of the priesthood and all I this got, i i know yeah i know this may sound strange but honestly with the with the you know the for lack of a better term the threats i was receiving I, i'm you're you're gonna pay for this i'm gonna contact this this is I, I thought, oh boy, I'm in trouble, you know, and I didn't even know why. And I was, I was scared. I was like, I, I contacted my priest and I was like, look, if you don't want me to even serve as subdeacon anymore, I understand. And I, I honestly, I didn't know how the, once again, for lack of a better term, the politics of all this worked. Mm -hmm. Somebody that has rank and that kind of thing. And, and obviously has the ear of my bishop if, if they can just you know, talk to them. You, you know what I mean? I, I can't really just talk to my bishop. I mean, I could, I could email him or what have you, but. Right, right. Yeah, so, so that's, uh, so it, I, I didn't know. It, it actually worried me. I was like, oh boy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess nothing came of it. Like, you didn't get in trouble, nothing happened? Well, uh, well, well, there, there was a few outward things that happened, like, my name on there was Russian Orthodox subdeacon. And then I was told to change it to Carpatho Russian Orthodox subdeacon. And mm. then I was told to drop that and just put subdeacon. Okay. I, look, I, I didn't ask why I'm just following the chain of command. You know, I just, oh, okay. you, you know what I mean? So I changed it and we, we spoke about some things and, you know, like I, to things like that, I'm I'm not to respond to. I need to keep. If, if you look at my my ex now, I, I like stay out of politics. Like I'm mm. any any type of political type thing. Um, I, I don't have I don't have an opinion on it anymore. Oh, you know? okay. So you changed <laughs> what your behavior. You had to. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now this actually makes, this is kind of a discussion I would like to have with you. I mean, this, I have a few questions, you know, people are saying that eventually bishop, like what, what's going on in the, on the internet is just too wild and the bishops are going to have to get bishops and clergy are going to have to get involved and like what, how, I mean, we, we want to, we don't want to just abandon the internet as Orthodox. We're obviously being, you know, we're using it uh, as an effective tool for evangelism. So how do we go about doing this as Orthodox without, you know, without rubbing people, without turning people away from Orthodoxy, without, um, you know, obviously a bishop, you know, he just doesn't want to hear complaints, you know, just, I don't want to be bothered with a complaint about one of my people That's on the internet. So he, the Bishop, he doesn't care what you're doing on there. He's just going to say, stop it. Right. Knock right, it off. right. If, someone, if someone complains to him, you know, if it gets bad enough or something, like what, what do we do as, you know, content creators and people who use the internet? I mean, like what, how do we go about, um, you know, do we need to have a blessing to even use the internet? I mean, I interviewed a priest uh, who's um, Father John Peck, and he he said, "You don't need to go and get a blessing from your bishop. Just do it. Just you want you're something you want to do." He says, "Just go and do it." 
you know, don't wait for all the, you know, all the red tape. That'll they'll just him and haw and nothing will ever get done. What are your right. thoughts on all that? Well, well, okay. So Father Dimitri, and when I when I say Father Dimitri, that's my priest. Uh, Father Dimitri, um, he said you should be able to say whatever you want, but you've also got to be aware that you you represent orthodoxy. You represent our parish. Um, so. So I just got to be very, very careful because I'm not trying to, you know, alienate people. And because right. of because of what happened, I am on many people's radar. OK, mm. it's, it's just that simple. I got accounts following me that uh, I, I tried to follow them back. The private accounts are following like 300 people and they've got like one, two, zero followers, whatever. And. That it's sitting in pending, and I think they're just watching me. You, you know, right? So right. I'm just, I'm just kind of careful. I, um, so I stay away from. In other words, I'm not going to feed that. I'm not going to give them what they want, so they can just right. watch me and be bored. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, my approach, my approach to X is I'm going to try to. Okay, so. Um, if someone uh, comes at me with fire, I'm going to splash it out with water. You know, you right. don't, you don't, you, you overcome people with love. Right. So transform that into, you know, somehow is that's, that's what I'm, my approach, my, my intention on Twitter. I'm not going to, I'm going to try to not, you know, get emotional. Some people obviously they're too emotionally involved because they get up actually they get actually literally get upset and you can tell by what they type, you know? Right. Right. I don't know why people are emotionally involved with the internet, but yeah, maybe that's too, maybe that's their whole life or I don't know. Well, like I, I will like to, to give you a better specific example. Like I will, I will talk about marriage the way Christ talked about marriage. Uh, God made them male and female and they become one and that kind of thing. No, nobody is going to dispute me on that. But if if I was to start typing stuff out, like you know, uh, you know, I, I'm against. Uh, as this is just as an example. I mean, I'm not going to voice my opinions on all this. But if I was to type out something about, I, I'm against, you know, the LGBTQ or or two two people of the same sex getting married or, or take that route that could, that could cause me trouble. But uh -huh. if I just stand on the truth and that is God made them male and female. Right. And, right. and the two become one that, that is my take on it. So oh, that's, <laughs> if, that's if, if you want to come at me with that uh, over that, I don't know what to tell you. So right. I, I, I'm not, I'm not the author of that. <laughs> Okay, um, so I wrote this one in the uh, description that I wanted to ask you about the calling to the priesthood. So right. apparently, so you you feel that you're called to the priesthood, is that right? Okay, I um, here's let, let me tell you what happened with that. Okay, so I, I had a uh, the, the our metropolitan was here, and many many things have happened in this church, 
And I told him, I, I said, you know, I love Father Dimitri. I love this church. I love the people here. Um, I, I want to I want to continue to serve other under Father Dimitri. I'd like to become a deacon. I spoke to him about becoming, you know, go from subdeacon to deacon. And his words to me were, I don't need deacons. I need priests. And he, our Metropolitan is the one that runs the seminary. So, so we started discussing that. Um, so yes, at, at this um, current time, I am hoping to possibly be able to go to seminary this fall, this fall coming up. I've got to make arrangements for my son. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all my son has, but however, the seminary has family housing. It has, you, you know what I, so, so it's not like I would have to leave him behind. But the, the point is, is that I have to make arrangements for my son. That's, that's the only thing. Oh, okay. But I, I am applying uh, very soon because you have to apply at the beginning of the year and it starts in the fall. What is the seminary? So where is it? Which seminary is it? Uh, it's it's in Pennsylvania. Um, Saint Ticons or no? Wait, that's that's in New York. What? Where? No, is it's, it? it's in Pennsylvania. Uh, oh my goodness! Vla Vladimir? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> is it in your? Is it in your jurisdiction? Ac yes, yes, it's Akron. Yeah. Oh, you've got your own. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'm currently on that path. I mean, what once we get into what's happened to me over the past three years, you'll you understand why I don't completely plan things out anymore. <laughs> but, but it's, uh, I'm just saying I'm on that path. Okay, it, if it's if it's not God's will, it'll be stopped. Okay. So I'm 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 on that path. I think it'll be interesting. Will you continue to post on X if you're in Would, seminary? Yeah, unless, I'm, unless I um, am told not to, of course. Yeah, I mean, that would be good. We do need, like, there. we do need some, I think we do need a presence of uh, clergy online, you know? They kind of can step in and people will be respectful of them, hopefully. You know, obviously there's those who will not care about um, titles, but... Um, like Father Michael Haji Lilly or something like that is on X, right? And he just right. posts really, like he's really good with his posts. That he's just like it's like you said, you like you're not gonna he's not gonna offend anybody with what he says. He's just it's right. really good to have that presence on there, you know. So I think it's good that you're doing that. Um, it's interesting to have like someone who's going to be going become a priest, you know, with this Twitter account. So. Um, Cause not enough, you know, a lot of priests, they just, they don't want to go there, but so what is exactly, tell us what is the, uh, the calling to the priesthood? I mean, like, how does a oh. person, I mean, oh, tell yeah, that, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What would what, you just say? tell us more about like the calling to the priesthood? Like, what is that? Like, you know, for, for my audience who are mostly beginners, you know, a lot of beginners here, like, what is that all about? Okay, are, are, are you wanting me to tell you from my perspective why, 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 I mean, why I'm called to the priesthood? Either, either, that, either that or like 
the calling to the priesthood in general, you know, or both? Um, like, just what do you know? Okay, so a, a lot of events have taken place, and all I want to do is serve the church. Okay, At that that is what I want to do is serve the church, and that that is what led up to the calling to go to seminary and become a priest. Because the priest, while he is the shepherd of that flock, he's also the servant. Right. And, and, I, and here's what has a lot to do with that. Here's what really inspired me. Father Dimitri, my priest, right? I watch him. I'm, I, I'm here with him every liturgy. Um, I do miss the Vespers every now and then, but that has a little bit to do with work. But uh, really, almost every time these doors are open, I'm here. And I've watched him. And I see what he does. Hmm. And it's, it's sort of like when you see Christ in somebody and you see what, what they're doing and the path they're on and, and how they are towards people, you know, it's like, man, I, I, I want... I want to be an icon of Christ too. You know, if, if you understand what I'm saying when I say I want to be an icon of Christ, you know, I, I just, that's what I see in my priests, you know? So I, it's like, man, that, what a wonderful thing, you know? So that is what inspired me. That, that is what kind of changed everything inside. Now, like I said, I wanted to be a deacon because I wanted to stay here and serve under, Father mm. Dimitri, I wanted to serve this church. I love this church. We we have a it's a double wide trailer, but um, I believe it's this Sunday. The architect is coming here, and we're 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 in process of getting an actual church built because we are filling up with uh, catechumens, and the mind blowing thing they're all young. They're they're all young. You know, it's like wow, where is this coming from? It's so exciting. I'm watching all these new people all the time. We, right. we, we can hardly contain everybody. It's an amazing thing. And, and, I'm, and see, that's the thing. I'm watching this godly growth. And it's like, yes, I want to be a part of that. Yes, I want to be a priest. You know, I want to follow that, that path because I, I am witnessing something amazing that not everybody gets to see. It's a blessing to get to see this and to recognize it. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I mean, we see the same thing here, you know, where I am. Uh, I think you're in, where are you? Florida? Or Florida. Something? I'm in Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm in Oregon and um, we got new, new people. Like it's been an influx the last couple of years. So glory to God. Absolutely. And, you you know, the thing is, is there's two news reports like in, I mean, no, I, I don't follow mainstream media, but I follow orthodox stuff. So they talk about how church, the, 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 the church is losing people, how, how there's less and less Christians. But on the other side, they're saying the orthodox church is exploding and, and they're absolutely right. But then right after that, you had NPR doing hit pieces on the Orthodox church as well, because they see what's happening. So mm. there's, there's some, some uh, journalist 
like her last name is something hyphenated Swartz, and she she's done two hit pieces on the. Uh, I I think she, yeah, I believe she's Orthodox, but she goes to these different Orthodox churches and writes up these terrible things on the church. You probably seen them or. Well, I don't think I've ever bothered to read. I mean, I what what this person wrote, but. I did hear about what they did. She did to the, she like wrote a whole book about our monastery in West Virginia. Right. She right. like went there and deceived them and, you know, pretended to be, you know, so that's a terrible thing to do. Um, yes, it is. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so what is this, uh, Let's get into this. You, your three year, you've been in a wild three years. Like, where to start? Where do you start with telling that story? Okay. So let, let's start from January 12th of 2020. Okay. Um, so that's the day I was chrismated into the Orthodox Church. Okay. So what had happened was, is I, I had a, I had a great job. I was making, you know, decent money. Okay. I was doing, I was doing well, you know, had a 401k. I had investments, you know, like I, I did the whole Bitcoin, all that stuff. I had those investments. I had a savings. I, I mean, everything on that level was going good. Okay. And so I saved up and me and my son uh, were going to go to Ukraine. Now, this is in 2020. This is before the invasion or whatever you want to call it happened. And we were going to leave when he got out of school in June. And we, we had the tickets. We were set to go. And then something happened where all of a sudden I, I met... Uh, I don't know, probably 10 to 12 Orthodox women in Ukraine and Kiev. They're, you know, because it's a big Ukrainian, I mean, it's a big Orthodox place over there in Ukraine. And when I say I met them, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, like video chat, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, you know, mate, you know, I'll, I'll meet up with them, have tea, whatever, because I'm, I'm looking for a wife. Cause I haven't been married, you know, since his mother died, it's been a long time, you know, and I was waiting to raise him until he was old enough. Okay. And, and I was, and I just knew what was going to happen. Right. I, I knew I'm going to Ukraine. I, I'm going to, you know, have these dinner dates and get to know these people and, and, and find me a wife. And, and me and we plan on going to St. George Orthodox Church, me and my son. It's all made of wood. It's a beautiful church. It's, I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, the icons are, are like, built into the wall. Like, they're not hung on the wall. It's, it's beautiful. Um, so about one month before it was time to go, I woke up and my feet were numb, which was weird. And I went to work. Our, our, my work was 12-hour shifts. So I go to work. I work my 12-hour shift. I come home. And the next morning, I wake up, and now my hands are numb. Now I got numb hands, numb feet. And, I'm, and I use my hands at work, so I go to the safety guy and tell him, hey, look, man, my fingers are numb. 
And he's like, look, he goes, you're working a lot. Go home, rest, come back tomorrow. Well, then the third day, I still had the feet and hands numb, but I could barely move. Like, my legs were like tree trunks. Like, I, I was like, man, there's something wrong, right? So I go to the hospital, and then they admit me. It's like, okay, we got we to admit you into the hospital. Now, there's one thing before I go on. I want, I wanted, I want to tell you this. I told, my, I told Father Dimitri two things during that time. During that time, because of my schedule, I would miss four liturgies in a row, and then I'm able to attend four liturgies in a row. Speaking of Sunday, I'm only speaking of Sunday, because our weeks were, our, our uh, work weeks were eight days long. Okay. 12 hours a day, four days, 12 hours, you get 48 hours, and then four days off. That's, that's how we did it. And if you came in on your off days, you got double time. So sometimes I'd work seven days and take one day off. But long story short, I was missing all these liturgies. So I told him, man, I wish every time this door opened, I was here and I would like to live more aesthetically and all these things that I told him prior to that. But anyway, I, I, I'm in the hospital. And then my godmother comes to visit me. <laughs> and she says, uh, have you canceled your plane tickets yet? I was like, no, no, it's still a month away. You know, I'm still going to Ukraine. <laughs> and she said, I don't know. I, I, I feel the Holy Spirit saying you're not going. And I didn't believe it. I, I didn't believe it. So one week prior to the trip, I canceled my plane tickets. And the next two years... I went through this transition. I, for the first six months after getting out of the hospital, which I was hospitalized several times, I was in immense pain. Um, and then I went to using a walker, using a cane, and then then I, I don't need walking aids anymore. But I still I still have some of the symptoms. But um, I wasn't able to do that work anymore. Like I, I physically can't do that kind of work anymore. Hmm. So I'm self-employed now. I, I, I do what I can do. But uh, what happened was, is Father Dimitri says, well, see, you said you wanted to be here every time the doors open. And, and then through all that, I, I lost everything. I lost my home. I lost, I lost it all. And like my, like I, ha I have a vehicle and, and, my, and, and my vehicle and probably two boxes of stuff is all I have to my name, you know? And so, uh, I, well, yeah, I guess I'm kind of living aesthetically, you know? And it's like I, I get to come here in the morning and, and uh, you know, drink some holy water, do prayers, because I, I get to start working when I want. You know, I stop when I want. I, I make my own schedule. Um, so... Those things have came to fruition in my life. God, I, this is what I want to do. He's like, okay, here you go. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so so that that's why I'm saying all, all that kind of worked out. But but over this whole time, I, I I've struggled and I fought. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. The doctors don't know what's wrong with me. They they've given me two spinal taps because they thought that I had multiple sclerosis because my symptoms mimic multiple sclerosis. But I've got demyelination. Uh, do you know what demyelination is? Uh, it's something about the uh, nerves have the uh, 
have like a something surrounding them, right? Yes. Comes yeah. Off. Yeah. It's it's, it's a, like fatty tissue, and it's it's a myelin sheath, and your nerves are in it. They're insulated by it, right? Right. Right. So when the demyelination happens and your myelin is gone, something is eating that myelin, right? And it's normally an autoimmune disease. Hmm. Well, the good news is, is I don't have an autoimmune disease. The kind of bad news is there's really not an answer. They, they see the demyelination, but they're like, okay, you know, they're kind of scratching their heads because they're like, well, you don't, you don't have a progression here. You know, there's, there's, you know, so, so just kind of was left at a dead end basically. So that, so for two years, I didn't, I didn't even work. I couldn't work. It, it was tough. It was tough. I, I did have my savings for a while. I cashed out my 401k. I got rid of all my crypto. Um, obviously, you know, the church blessed me. The church helped me. You know, they, they saw what I, my struggles, you know, and they're my family and they helped me. Uh, so I, I went through every bit of that and it was all just a learning process and a growth process to where I am today, you know, cause I, I, I I'm going to be honest with you because this is the truth. And, and I, you know, I told father Dimitri about it. I said, uh, I think I'm dying. I mean, I, I thought because of what was happening to me, I thought my body was shutting down and I was dying. I said, Father, I'm scared. I am scared. He goes, what are you scared for? He goes, if you go, I'm going to be jealous of you. And I was like, no. I said, Father, I'm scared. And, and remember, the, I, I not long I was uh, brought into the Orthodox Church. You know, I, I wasn't, I, I, I'm still learning, you know. And he goes, well, why are you scared? And I said, well, I don't know what's going to happen to my son. I was worried about my son because I take care of him, right? And I said, I'm scared to meet God. I'm, I'm scared to stand before God. I, I don't I, I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to do it right now. And I prayed because, well, 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 let me back up just one step. So Father Dimitri told me, he said, you are in repentance right now. And I said, yes, I know that. And he said, well, through your pain and your suffering, you're brought to repentance. And believe it or not, I had my had a hard time wrapping my head around that because I said, no, it doesn't count. I kept telling him it don't count. I said, I, I want to feel good and be healthy and be in repentance. You know, I, if I don't go to the bar right now, it's because I'm hurting and I can't. I said, I, I, I want to. Make a choice not to go. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? Sure. I, I wanted I, I wanted to be in repentance that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, and, and I and I begged God, you know, you know, give, give me a chance. And, and, and the king, I can't remember what king it was, that uh, that was sick. And God, I think God gave him 20 more years or 15 years. But oh, he right, right, right. But he didn't turn to God during that time. He's like, Lord, just let me live and I'll live for you or what, or what have you. Give me 20 more years or whatever it was. Um, so that's kind of the situation I was in. I, it was so bad that I even told my son. I was like, I was like you know, I, I, I don't think I'm going to make it. That's the, I, I said that to my own son because it was bad. 
you know. But now, now I've 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 learned that lesson. I, I've learned what sickness is. I've learned, you know. It, it here, here's the thing. Uh, Father Dimitri tells me he goes he goes just remember Job. And it's funny. Right after he said that, I had some friends who they're not orthodox. They said, I don't know. Maybe you did something wrong and made God mad. <laughs> Like Job's friends did. I, I got told that same exact thing, and I was like, "No, you know, I, I don't understand all this." But but now I see it as the blessing that it was, you know. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I get it now, and hopefully, Lord willing, when the day comes, if, if it's if it's not a quick passing, if, if if it's one of those times that I'm on a deathbed, that I I'm not in that same state of mind. Where no, you, you know, because as Orthodox, we have to prepare for that day. That's what it's all about, because we're all going to die, you know. Right. And I, I know you know this. I'm just saying that I, I learned this over these last three years. These are things I've learned and, and it's, it's given me strength. And um, I, I and he'll tell like I'll, somebody will tell me something or plant a seed. And sometimes it takes me a year or two for, for that thing to sprout and. Uh, the fruit to come out and all that stuff. And a lot of those lessons, it took me a while, but I learned them. I, I've learned them, you know, and, and that's, and that's why I'm thankful. But yeah, so this, this last three years has been nothing but growth, but it's because I got sick or had an injury or whatever was wrong with me. It's yeah. because of that. Yeah. Because remember what I told you at the beginning, had a good job, money. I'm flying to Ukraine to meet these pretty Ukrainian women, you know, going to get me a wife, you know, God had other plans. Right. So, <laughs> so there, so there you go. That's that, that's where everything pre 2020 is like, it doesn't even count mm. at this point. Like my, my whole life, like I don't recognize that, that side anymore. Wow. Yeah, God used sickness to bring you closer to him. Right. That I feel that happened to me in the same way. If I had never, um, I mean, I got really sick. Like uh, when I was like a senior in college, I got, I had a psychotic break, psychotic episode. And um, well, it led to a, well, there's a whole story there of what it led to, but um, if I, it, it eventually led me to, to uh, joining the, the church through a whole series of very, uh, very difficult, burdensome trials, which I'm, you know, still kind of suffering repercussions from. Uh, so I absolutely hold, you know, I absolutely understand how, uh, sickness can be a, is a blessing and it can draw it, it can draw us closer to god i mean depending on how we respond right. we don't necessarily have to choose we, we still get to choose how we respond you know um but uh, yeah wow um but i just i just want to say real quick on what you just said uh so during that sickness i did cling close to god and it wasn't just sickness but i was in a an immense amount of pain. Like I, I was in excruciating pain. Right. And I'm hearing this voice in my ears telling me, 
Uh, you're only drawing closer to God because of what you're going through. That's you're you're a fake. That's that's sort of like mm-hmm. you go to jail. You, I mean, I, I've never been in prison or nothing, but you go to jail. You get close to God, and then when you get you're you're only close to God because you're in jail. And then when you get on on the streets, the old man comes back. You know, and and, and that's that's what this voice was saying to me. That you know you're only this way because you're sick. When you, when you get over this, you're going to be different, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I kept telling Father Dimitri, this, this doesn't count. This doesn't count what I'm doing. <laughs> He's like, yes, it does. <laughs> I, I, he, he tried to console me, but I was like, how does this count? I'm, I'm clinging to God because I'm sick. <laughs> I want to cling to him when I'm not sick, you know? Right. I mean, if I had never gotten sick, I'm pretty sure I would have just like gone and traveled the world and had a good time. And I never would have, might probably never would have repented. So, you know, God, thank God for all that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's see. Where, where do I want to take this uh, um, next? Um. I had something that I was going to say. It's kind of skipping my mind now. Um, uh, anything else you would like to say? Uh, um, well, I... Uh, oh, the wife part. Yeah, like you were going to... You had a... a you were said you, you posted on Twitter. You said you were going to get married. Like, how did yes. that happen? Okay, so so here's here's what happened with that. Um, because I was discouraged about everything, you know, in our society, it's also part of the reason that I started looking east as far as finding a spouse. And I I had met someone that that I know uh, from the Philippines, and. And we were like, okay, look, you're, you're there. I'm here. It could take a couple years, but you know, what, what if, what if we got engaged and we, we worked on our, you know, we have to be apart right now. I, I understand it, but this way we don't have to worry about it. I, I, I'm not out looking for anybody else. You're not. And, and we could, and my plan was to fly over there now, since I can't go to Ukraine, it was going to be the Philippines. And then she, because of the, she lives in a really poor village. Um, and because of my status, because I, I don't have a, a great financial status right now because of, you know, my, what has happened to me. Uh, she goes to Saudi Arabia and She's on a contract there for like two or three years and she's working as a maid in Saudi Arabia, right? So everything had to be broken off because um, we don't, there, there's no relationship. There's not, I mean, no, there's not any online video chatting or nothing like that. It's just, okay, well, that's done, you know? Oh, okay. So, so that, that's kind of how that happened. And I was like, okay, well, maybe. Maybe this is what you, so, so I, I say that to say this, I was told to, as advice, not as a, as a demand, but I was told to stop looking, leave it alone and just pray and 
when God is ready, he'll send the right one. That's, mm. that's what I was told, right? So I've stopped looking. I've stopped uh, worrying about it. Like, honestly, I got to the point where I, I don't even care anymore. I'm like, God, it's in your hands. You, you take control of my life. And, and if God has somebody for me, then it's going to be perfect. Like, well, nothing's perfect, but you know what I'm saying. It's, right. It'll be of God. It'll, it'll yeah, be yeah. of God. Uh, so I just kind of walked I, or stepped away from all that and said, I, I'm going to stop being in the driver's seat and submit my will with those things to God. Right. And, right. and Lord willing, I go to seminary. Uh, you know, God's got about three years to make it happen. <laughs> you know what? If you get ordained and you're and you're not married, now you're a celibate priest. And you know, if that's my calling, that's my calling. Hmm. But you know, I, so there's that there's that window. So it's completely up. Like uh, my, I, I know I keep bringing him up, but but he's so dear to me. But Fa- Father Dimitri, right before he he was about to sign the papers. Uh, to be a celibate priest. He was about, I mean, he was out of seminary. He was about to sign him. And then he met our Pawnee, right? I mean, it just that that's just the way God works, you know? Hmm. Just here you go, you know? And, and, and he's, he's happy. He's got a great family. It just, it just all worked out. That's the way God works. God moves and, 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 when we don't do it, I'm not saying that if he opens the door, we have to walk through it, obviously. But if, if we keep doing our will, we're, you know, we'll pick the wrong. We can very yeah. well pick yeah. the wrong person. You, you know what right. I mean? Going about, going about uh, things willfully is always a problem in the spiritual life. Right. I went through a, per- a period where um, I, I, got, I got rejected from uh monasticism i got told that i was not fit for monasticism and um and i do want to talk about monasticism for a bit with you that oh absolutely but um i did go i went through a period of years where i was uh actively pursuing a wife i said okay well if i can't become a monk and i'll then i'll become then i'll try to get married and um i like was even reading I like went and read all the red pill stuff. Are right. you familiar? You know about oh, that yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah. I read all that and I was out and like approaching, you know, you, you cold approach, you go up to a woman you don't know and you try to start a conversation and you, you know, I don't know. I probably asked like 10 or 20 women out on a date and it usually, you know, uh, it usually didn't amount to much, you know? Um, and if, and I, I think, um, I was going about it willfully, like using my own, trying to do it, my, make things happen myself. Right. Uh, right. Now, Roosh, it's an interesting thing that Roosh said. He, he left that whole, the game. He was like, you know, the, the godfather of the red pill and he left it. And he said that um, using game has a 100% failure rate. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, in terms of, you know, ending up in a happily married situation, Christian family, that kind of thing. So uh, I took his advice and I kind of stopped using the, the game approach and trying to make things happen myself. Um, 
what do you think what what advice do you give to the, the young men who do want to get married because you know we have a lot of young men in, in entering the church and that's what they want and there's not a lot of there's not as many young women coming into the church so what are they to do yeah uh that that is a tough one i mean obviously the first thing to do about anything is pray mm. you know i mean that that's number one and and yeah. seek god's will uh i think wow i i just say wait on god but if you want to get in the driver's seat and do it yourself now this is just me talking from my personal experience is that you're you're going to find a different culture like you've heard the term passport bros have, have you heard that term oh, passport bros? i think i know what you're talking about yeah like yeah they, they, these aren't guys that go and, and sleep with a lot of women or anything they they're, they're passport bros because they go find their wives in eastern nations right, and right. A, lot, a lot of guys are doing that you know yeah um, it's easier it's easier to if you're american it's really easy to go to a foreign country and find a, a woman you know it's like the difficulty level goes like from 10 to one. Right, right, right. Like when I was in, I lived in Brazil in 2003 and I had women like approaching me. Yes. Which you know, <laughs> doesn't happen in America, you know, usually. Oh usually. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what I mean. It, uh, my first experience with that was going to be my trip to Ukraine, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought about that a lot and, and like I said, it's just my whole world at that point turned upside down. I was never mad because I didn't get to go, but I, but I did sit there and say, why? I mean, why? You know, this was such a big deal to me. And while I don't have an answer, I'm not even looking for an answer anymore. I mean, I, obviously, it's what God willed for my life, and I, I don't need to know anymore. What happened, happened, you know? Right. I, I'm, I'm coming more into that place where I'm wanting – to submit every part of what I do to God, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's been, I mean, I, I know, let's say I got, um, four years ago, I got chrismated, but it, this whole journey, this whole journey has been nothing but a learning experience, you mm -hmm. know, this whole yeah. thing. And I can't see, I can't, now I, I'm getting worried about this thing. I, I can't ever go back. Like, like I said, pre twenty twenty, like that's foreign to me. That's alien. Like yeah. I, I don't even recognize that part of my life. Mm -hmm. You know. And plus, I, I to be honest with you, right before coming to, you know, uh, the Orthodox Church, my dating was I hung out of at a biker bar. Like mm -hmm. I, um. I, that's the way I dated, you know, I didn't even know how to date as an Orthodox. I was like, well, what do I do? <laughs> I, I, I was around a whole different environment back then. You right, know? Right. And, and I did, this is, it's, so even that's new to me. I, I have not, I have not dated any Orthodox women since I've been Orthodox. I think the whole concept of dating is itself isn't even Orthodox. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. I, I agree with you. 
Yeah, maybe maybe if there's someone who you're thinking about, you know, maybe getting into a relationship with. Uh, well, the whole point is marriage. You know, there's no dating boyfriend girlfriend. Right. That's not orth. You know, I, I don't. You know, I don't. Like I said this before, I don't want to be someone's boyfriend. You know, I, I'm sorry, I'm not a boyfriend. But uh, you know, if you want to, you see someone, maybe you think you might be able to get married. You can maybe just start. Um, I guess have a frank conversation about it. You know. Um, well, see, right now I wouldn't go out on a date date. But I, I would sit with somebody at a public place, you know, have coffee, yeah. and talk, sure, you know, get to know that person a little bit. And if, if they're not like minded, if they're not, yes, I, I'm I'm here for marriage. I, I'm not I'm not looking to date or 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 ha have another uh, fling or nothing like that. You you got you do have to kind of get to know the person where they're coming from and what they're wanting. So I, I would do something like that. But, but this the, you're right about the whole thing about the way we date in the West and all that. that no, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm over that. Yeah. <laughs> I know there is, if anybody watching out there, I know there is a couple, maybe one or two Orthodox dating apps. Um, yes. I've met one person. I know one person who got married through a one of those dating apps. I don't think the one he used was is around anymore, but the one I, I used briefly was orthodoxandsingle.com. So, you know, if people people out there watching, you know, might want to give it a try. And, you know, there's a few. And the quality of the women you're going to find on there is going to be, you know, uh, supremely better than uh, whatever the Tinder or something, you know, whatever the apps right. I, I think Facebook has some group that's orthodox dating. However, uh, I, I had got off Facebook when we started um, our nativity fast. And I shut it down. And I've been off of it so long now that like after 30 days when you delete your account, they, they give you 30 days and then they just deactivate it. So mm. I completely let Facebook go. Like that's gone. I don't have the app on my phone. Nothing. It's it's done. The mm -hmm. only reason that I've kept uh, X is because I have so many great mutuals on there. I'll, something happened. I'm not sure what it was, but I started getting all these followers, right? And so I, I follow everyone back just out of courtesy. I, I'm not trying to be popular. I'm not trying to get numbers. You know, hey, 10,000 people follow me and I follow five. You know, that's mm. just just out of courtesy. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. However, there's obviously if some of the, you know, only fans or whatever it may be will follow me, I'm not going to follow their accounts back, you know. Um, but or, or one of them that I do have hard time with and, and I feel really bad about this is when the people from Africa, like orphanages oh, okay. and stuff. Yeah. They, I'll follow them back. And the first thing they want to do is, is, you know, Hey, can you help my orphanages? Like I, I'd love to, but I really, I, I honest to God, I live aesthetically and I don't have a whole lot. I don't even have a whole lot of money, right. you know? And I, I mean, I can't, I'm not withholding anything, but I can't, but, I get bombarded with that, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I see that on Facebook a lot. So I just, you know, well, I don't really accept those friend requests because if you accept one, you're going to get 
10 more the next day. So. Right. <laughs> right. So, so like I said, I, I follow everyone back. Just, uh, just as courtesy. I mean, if you're going to follow me, thank you. Here you go. I'll follow you back. I'm not trying to be that person. You know, I, I don't, I don't care if I got five followers or a million, it just, either way, it's not going to make a difference. But because I got so many awesome people that I'm connected with on there and uh, 90, 90% of them are Orthodox. You know, right. I mean, there's, there's some Catholics, uh, non-denominational and just some really conservative people, which, which is funny because I personally, I'm not, I'm not on either side of that political spectrum. You know, I got a lot of Trump people that, that are mutuals with me and, and God bless them. I'm not, you know, but, but I'm, I, like I said, I'm not on that either or spectrum on that. So. <laughs> Here's a good comment from David it says, of course, there is 100% failure of game based relationship because quote unquote game is based on manipulative control techniques to create an imbalanced attachment. Sounds like, yeah. He, yeah, sounds like David has a pretty good, clear understanding of that phenomenon. I, I would like to say something about Roosh here. Here's an interesting fact. I never knew him as the game guy. The way I found Roosh before they kicked him off of YouTube was he had this series called Babylon Road. Did mm -hmm. you watch it? I not only watched it, but I attended one of his talks. Okay. So that was my introduction to Roosh. I never knew this, this other Roosh everybody's talking about. That so was I about called, that was that? when I started that was when I started following him too. Okay. Yeah. So I called him up one day because really? how'd, how'd you get his number? He had a live call in. Oh, thing. okay. I, I, I recorded it too. I screen recorded it, but I, I called him and, and we're talking. I said, Roosh, you know what, man? I, I don't know that old you, that that's person that wrote these books and games. And he goes, he goes, well, that's a good thing. And I went, well, I guess I, I don't know any, anything about that. I followed you starting on the Babylon road thing, which was great. I love the way he put that together. That was pretty amazing. But I, He's kind of disappeared though well, from my radar. I don't know. Oh well, now. he, you know, he, um, he had a he slowly, stepwise started step, taking um, steps away from public life. And he had he had a you know he had his own website and he had a forum a very still a very a, a large forum which was you know its heyday of, was back probably uh, maybe eight eight years ago or something that the forum was probably bigger back in around 2016 but um, he, he converted the game forum into a Christian men's forum and it was the Roosh V forum and I was I was, I participated in the forum and I did I made a, a YouTube video a, a live stream about it people can go look on my form past live streams if they want to watch it yeah um, I'll definitely watch it yeah but he, I, I noticed, like, so he, a couple of months ago, he, maybe this, by now, is maybe three or four months ago, he, like, started, he stopped accepting a new, he said the quality of the postings had gone down on the forum, so I'm not accepting any new memberships. And I thought, that, well, that's, that's kind of odd. That's a strange 
and I didn't know what I, you know, I noticed, I said, that's kind of a strange, odd step to do. I'm not sure why he's doing that, but a right. month, sure enough, a month later, he announced that he was going to shut the forum down and he was stepping away from public life. He wants to live a private life now. So to all the people out there who were saying, Oh, Roosh is just a grifter. And this whole Christianity thing is a grift and he's not serious about it. He's put his money where his mouth is, you know, he stepped away from public life. He's not making, he's not making money from this. He's, he's, uh, he's serious about his spiritual life. So, you know, God bless him. Um, the the forum has gone on and been reborn as a, a different forum. It's called Christ is King, which which is now just a Christian men's forum that you can probably you could might be able to find it if you search for it. Um, okay. So yeah, I participate in that forum a little, not as not as much as I did on Route Three, but right on. I, I did. I had no idea that. Uh... That that's what happened with him, but that's good. That's a good thing. I, I just like I said, I know he used to post on Gab, and I haven't mm -hmm. seen much on there. Right. That's the that's the only other thing I have because me me and uh, do do you have a Gab or no? I do, but I just never use it because I mean I there's a, there's not a whole there's not a lot of interaction on there. Yeah, there's yeah. Some, there's some neat people on there. And, and me and uh, Torba, Andrew Torba, we follow each other on there. He's a uh, oh dude, yeah. He's he's a uh, he, he's a good guy, man. I mean, what he? I mean, he put he. I can't figure out what exactly he believe. I mean, I know I know he comes out as Christian, but he posts uh, Orthodox stuff. You know, like he's posted icons and stuff like that, and he's never came out and said I'm Orthodox or I, I mean, I, I just, I, I can't figure it out. I guess if he was Orthodox, he'd say so. I assume. Right. But, but, but he's, he is a, he is what people would refer to as a Christian nationalist. So that, that is a fact because, you know, he wants, you know, just like you have a Jewish nation like Israel, he wants to have an all Christian nation. So. Mm. Yeah. He wrote a book about that. I think called Christian nationalism, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about Christian nationalism? Well, it, it, it depends. I mean, as long as it's not, how, how do you say it? As long as it's not like fascist, if, if it's based on, you know, Christian law, God's law, you know, I, I mean, and when I say that, I mean, for instance, I think pornography should be illegal. I think it should be a hundred percent illegal, right? Mm -hmm. um, that would be part of a Christian nationalist right, right. society, you know. But I'm for that. God's for that, you know. I mean, I, that and that that kind of society, I would love to live in. Yeah, it, it would probably it would be better than what we have now. Um, I don't think I could throw my full support behind anything but an Orthodox monarch, honestly. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm for that too. I would love to have an Orthodox monarch. <laughs> I would move. I would get up and move to that country if someone, <laughs> if some country decides to start that, I'll do it. Um, so, in the occasion that you don't get married, would you become a monk, or would you? Would that be, or would you just be a celibate priest without becoming a monk? 
you know, it's funny that you've asked that because I've, I have brought that up several times. If I had to take that path, I would prefer to be a monk, to be mm. completely honest with you. Than to, instead, of, instead of taking the celibate priest route, I would much rather join a monastery and be mm. a monk. And, and I've also discussed possibly uh, a priest monk, right? And, you know, I can become a priest and become a monk, right? So uh, there there have been people, like, out in Alaska that saw when I said that online one time, and they contacted me. They said, hey, we're in desperate need of that. If you ever come to that place in your life, please get a hold of us. And I was like, wow, that's pretty neat. You know, I mean, Alaska, that's a big move. But <laughs> so who is this? What did they need? A priest monk. I, I don't. That that's the only details I remember. It was a while back when they was it a what is it was it a monastery, or or okay. So 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 there was some some man. He he built a church. Uh, he built a parish on his land. Like like he gave the land to the church. and I mean, it's his land, but he like deeded it to the church and built a church there. Oh, okay. And I, he, now this is from what I remember, like I said, it's been a while, but they had uh, cells there and they were going to also, even though it's an open church, we're going to also have monks there taking oh. care of everything. Oh, okay. so, so it's almost like having a, a parish with a, 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 almost like a monastery attached to it, but it's not really a monastery. It just has like cells there for the monks. And the, I guess, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting too. But, you know, I mean, that, I'm, I'm years away from that. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, cause you know, that's that, but I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Okay. Well, um, I think I'm going to wind the interview down. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for so much for uh, agreeing to come on here. Okay, thank you. Is there anything else? I mean, is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, plug or you know? Uh, no. If if you if anyone out there uh, is on X and they follow my X, I'll follow them back. I mean, if they want to you know, have a, be mutuals with me or be in contact with me or whatever. I'm more than willing to do that. I mean, I don't have anything to plug. I don't sell anything. I don't. Right, right, right. <laughs> but oh, I'll plug, I'll plug, uh, well, this isn't for sale. Um, this is my album. I have, I'm a rapper. And so I think I want to just plug this every once in a while. This actually, you can't find. It's not for sale anywhere. Um, I have a couple copies. Maybe I'll put them on eBay or something one day. But you can, if you want, to all the to all my audience out there, you can go to Bandcamp and download it for free. This album came out 2011. It's a free download on Bandcamp. Just search Young Penitent. And all you have to do is put in your email. And uh, the email is just because if I ever wanted to do out, send out like a weekly email, I've never sent out a weekly, I don't have a, a, a email, you know, list even I need, but I think I should start one. So I made it so you have to put your email, but an email for an album, I mean, that's a good deal. 
And uh, so you can just listen to my album for free and, you know, listen, ha you know, have your fun listening to that. People like it. They listen to it over and over. I mean, the quality, I mean, I think the, you know, looking back on it, I think the, the production quality is a little low. It's not like up to the professional level, but the raps are professional level, definitely. It's got good, some good eclectic types of music on there. And I do have a new um, new song out. The song is for sale on Bandcamp. It's called Iron Humbles. And it's a <clears throat> song about lifting weights that I wrote. And you can, uh, if you haven't seen that music video, go watch it. After, as soon as you're done watching this interview, go to go navigate to my uh, YouTube page, click Iron Humbles and watch the video um, and subscribe to my channel, like this video. Subscribe because that's just what people do. People just subscribe to Young Penitent. That's what they do. There you go. And right, go. So let, uh, let, let me ask you. So, so is this is this rap that you do? Is it orthodox? Like you yes. orthodox lyrics? Yes, absolutely. I wrote the whole album after being, I was orthodox. So. Oh, okay. I, I got to check that out then. Awesome. Yeah, and go download it free, man. Free download. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll go check it out. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you're, so, you're um, yeah, that's the interview for today. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And uh, Christ is Christ is born in the Jordan. No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I, we've been saying in the Jordan around here because we say Christ is baptized. That's what we're doing right now. That's what's next. That, 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 that's what. Wait a minute. Are, are you on a different calendar? I'm on the old calendar. That's why I, I'm. I'm sorry. I around here people say. Christ is baptized. We say in the Jordan. That's why I said that. I apologize. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the wrong place. Where did that big? Did you see that thumb on the screen? I did. did I saw it. What was that? Where did that come from? So maybe someone subscribed. I don't. Interesting. I've never seen yeah. that before. Okay. All right. So good night, everybody. Thank you for watching. And uh, Christ is born. Glorify him. Glorify him. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one, man. All right.